Welcome to the Rise Up Network. This is episode 200. I'm your host, James Carmody. We are sharing those stories of servant leaders, those men and women that are rising up, making a difference out there in the communities in their marketplace. I can't think of a better San Diego servant leader than Randy Jones. I have 1976 Cy Young Award winner, philanthropist, amazing pitcher, and most importantly, Southpaw, Randy Jones in studio. <laughs> Randy, welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you, James. I appreciate to be here. 200 show. I'm 200 honored. show. I am honored. Thank you. Yeah, great we're, job. We're in our, thank you very much. That is really great. We're in our fourth year now. We've had over 400 guests. Awesome. And uh, it's my privilege to have you on with us today, so thanks. I appreciate it. No, I obviously have enjoyed my last 45 years here in San Diego, and I, I enjoy our community here. I'm proud to be here. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's a great town. Yes. You know, great town. Yes, it is. And now some of, some of the people in our network may be familiar with you, and there may be a small percentage that may have been hiding under a rock that don't know you. So let's, let's back up a little bit. You know, where'd you grow up? Where'd you start playing sports? What was your background like? Uh, you know, well, I grew up 100 miles north of here in Orange County, a little yeah. town called Brea. Yeah. Not the tar pits, a little town called Brea near Fullerton, Anaheim. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, pretty simple, you know, you know, like it was in the 50s and 60s. And um, in 1957, I, I just remember playing, I was seven years old, I started playing Pee Wee League Baseball. Then, yeah. Um, yeah. Is what we called it. And. We only had 11 games. Uh, I pitched all 11 of them. <laughs> okay. I just so out of the start, you're like, I'm going to pitch, give me right the off the kick, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and we were so young, the umpire actually stood behind me, behind them, you know, because okay. they knew the catcher couldn't catch a thing, right, <laughs> right. at seven years old. Yeah. And he didn't want to get banged up, so the umpire stood behind it's me. Behind I'll never forget it. Wow. But I just remember we were Pee Wee League champs. We won, yeah. we were champions that year. Wow. And I got a little trophy, Pee Wee League Champs, 1957. I still have it. I like that. You know, and what's uniquely is right next to it, the 1976 one, I won the Cy Young Award. The Cy Young's right next to that little Pee Wee League Champ trophy. It's the first one and the last one. How cool is that? How great is that? That's awesome. In the years in between that, where our, our field was sports, baseball, and, and just growing up as a normal kid, I think, and... Uh, I'm just, I'm the fortunate one where all of a sudden I found myself in Southern California my whole entire life. Phenomenal. Not by design, it just it just happened the way it happened. Yeah, yeah. And what was your experience like with the Padres? It was phenomenal. I started, I went to Chapman University in Orange, California. Oh yeah, got a scholarship. great school. I, I got my degree and I signed when I was 22, I was a little bit older, but um, hey, when you throw 85 miles an hour, you better look at your backside. You know, what do you got to cover yourself? That's right. That's exactly what I did. I uh, yeah. went ahead and got my degree and continued to pitch and, and you, pursue my study? dream. Huh? What'd you study? What'd you I, I'm a business major. There you go. You know, business, and I uh, got my degree in business, and, and then I signed uh, yeah. with the Padres. And it's surprising. I thought Detroit Tigers were going to draft me, and all of a sudden the Padres drafted me before the Tigers did. Uh, what was that and, response like? Well, I was kind of surprised because I'd never talked to anybody in the Pottery organization before okay. that. Um, and and, and basically I, I, I was already married, you know, my wife, Marie, yep. and uh, we were high school sweethearts. And wow. So next thing I knew, I, I signed and was off, you know, playing professional baseball yep. in Louisiana. Yep. Uh, Duke Snyder was my first manager, you know, okay. Hall of Famer. And, yep. uh, and I started my career there, but I just knew that at 22 years old, I had an opportunity with a young, uh, the Padres started in 69, this is 70, 
two when I signed, and yep. I knew I had a chance. I had an opportunity of maybe, you know, making something happen. Sure. And so in 73, I went back to the Texas League in AA in Louisiana, and I won eight of my first nine starts. And, and uniquely, it, it came up with the opportunity, and I, I got called up to the big leagues, get a chance to pitch. Sure. Sure. Um, and I'll say I made the I made the best of that opportunity. Absolutely. And, and like I used to say, the rest is on the back of my bubblegum card. <laughs> That's right. You know, it really yeah. is. Yeah. But um, it, it, it happened so quick, and uh, yep. you know, for my wife and I, next thing I knew, I was living in San Diego. I yep. came back in '73 uh, when I got called up, and we spent the rest of the year here in four months in San Diego. Went back to Orange County, lived there, but I moved down, you know, later yep. on that winter. Bought a house in Poway, and mm-hmm. uh, knew I just want to start my family and everything, and that's exactly what Marie and I did. We just settled in Poway and in here in the North County, and and I loved it out there. Um, and in, in just you know, my career kind of took off, and it is really fast. You know how, yeah. how everything speeds up, you know, pretty much, and um, it certainly did. I I think at that venue, being the first one to make an All Star team as a pitcher, sure, and some of the first that I did for the Padres and. What were some of you know? Do you remember some of the some of the games and some of the teams you know in different series that you know really tested you and you really enjoyed? We, you remember all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we do. We old pitchers. We we don't forget very much, and everybody's got to remember. Before I won 20 games in '75, I lost 20 in mm. 1974. I was eight and 22. Okay. A long year. A little humble pie. Yes. Yeah, I paid my yeah. dues, and of course the team lost 102. That year, so yeah. somebody had that's to, a rough season. Somebody had to lose. Somebody right. Had to, I was right there to you know volunteer my time, yeah. but um, you know overall it was a very difficult year. But I learned a lot about myself and how to handle failure. Yeah, and it's something you have to learn. Yeah, and uh, you think you might be done. You, I don't know if you were ever done. You know with that yeah. challenge. Yeah, uh, but I just know I worked a little bit harder and analyzed my weaknesses in '74, and and um, it, it it got better. I got better in, yeah. in '75. Those weaknesses, those, those, you know, those challenges. Yeah. You know, I mean, people listen to this, you know, folks, you have the opportunity to learn from an all-star and a Cy Young baseball player. What would you share with people about taking your lickings like that, you know, and those lessons that you would pass on to people? What would you share with folks? I mean, the big thing is you, you, you got to come to grips with your failures mm. and, and you try to rationalize, understand why it happened. Yep. And what can you do to make yourself better? And I, I just, I just worked twice as hard. I mean, yep. I came up, you know, and really started thinking about it that I was always getting beaten games in '74 late in the game, which okay. means I was tired. I was elevating tired, the ball, right. making a mistake. Well, you guys were pitching. I mean, you pitch complete games. Oh, sure. You can't I even mean, think of that nowadays. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had 25 complete games in '76, and uh, there won't be 25 complete games in the National League this year. Yeah. And just no. a difference in the game today. Right. Right. Uh, but I think overall, what, what I knew that I had to get my legs stronger, I had to get more stamina, more strength. And that's exactly what I set out to do. Yep. And in doing that, I made a few modifications in my mechanics uh, with the help of, of the pitching coach and, and bought into that. But it was just n- nothing but hard work, you know. And in the morning, in my own self, I just, I just told myself to be positive. I kept telling myself yeah. that. Don't wait for things to happen on the mountain. Make them happen. Be proactive. That's right. Yep. And um, and I kept saying it. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I bought that the first month that I was right, saying right. it. But all of a sudden, I kept telling them, I just kept, that was my mantra. 
Sure. And all of a sudden, there was a few situations where it, I don't wait for things to happen, make them happen. And I made them happen. Yeah. And finally, then I started buying into that whole concept. And that's, that's when I saw my confidence. You make a big adjustment. Yep. That all the hard work was paying off and I was ready to go to that next level. Yeah. And you get tested every fourth or fifth day when you get on the mound. Right. Fresh start. You got to be ready for that challenge every time. And I was, and yeah. I, and I, I, I just, I grabbed a hold of it and wouldn't let. What was go. that '76 season like? You know, it was magical. Yeah, it was absolutely magical from day one. I, I opened up the season, you know, after being runner-up to Tom Seaver for the Cy Young in '75, and one. I mean, if you're going to be a runner-up to somebody, yeah, you know, that wasn't a bad guy. If you're going to run her up, that's right. a good, good way to do it. Sure. But I, uh, I opened up that season at home against the Atlanta Braves. With mm. a sellout crowd, uh, fifty plus thousand. Wow! And I just know I walked out of the dugout to go warm up, you know, down in the bullpen, and I got a standing ovation from fifty thousand people. Wow! And, and hadn't thrown a pitch yet. That's gonna be a rush. It was crazy, absolutely crazy. Yep. Uh, in, in long story short, I ended up. I won that game eight to two that day. Went nine innings, won my first one, got on a roller in the year. Next thing I know, by All Star break, I was sixteen and three. Wow. I had 16 wins. That's incredible. No one had ever won 16 before the All-Star before the break. break. Yeah. Uh, just incredible, uh, first half. Uh, second half was more of a struggle, but also I remember I, you know, my ball club wasn't exactly the greatest club on earth. Like I beat one to nothing four times yeah. in the second half and things like that, but it's going to happen. You know, but you continue to go out there every fourth day, which I did. But the great thing is every time I pitched 20 home games, Yep. And we were maybe averaging, I don't know, 9 or 10,000 people. And next thing I know, there'd be 30, 35,000 people in the stands every day I pitched. Wow. It was magical. Yeah. And that same standing ovation, I, I'd get it every time when I walked into warm-up. Phenomenal. Uh, I even got to the point where I remember one day I was walking back from warming up and getting the ovation. And um, I looked over at the Cincinnati Reds as pitching against them that day. And there's, yep. I look over there and there's Pete Rose and Joel Morgan and Bench, you know, applauding for sure. me. Right. You're killing me. You know? Wow. They were just picking on me. I right, of that. course. But it was just magical. I mean, the, you know, the competition was great and the people that I got to face, uh, I mean, I'll never forget it. I wouldn't trade those years for anything in the world. You Phenomenal. keep all your money today. I mean, the, the, the yep. players and the people that I met and associated with, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Amazing. It Absolutely is amazing. amazing. It really is. Yeah. But through that process of 70, 76, yeah, I, I snapped the nerve in my arm. In 77, I struggled a little bit with, yeah. with your arm problems. The rest of my career I did, but yeah. I was productive in 70, you know, 8 and 79, yeah. uh, 80. Uh, I snapped the nerve again. I, well, I snapped it three straight years after that and knew that the writing was on the wall. Randy was sure. going to retire. And I had yeah. no choice. I mean, mentally, I still wanted to do it. My legs said yes. My arms said, no, you're not. Right. That's just the way it works in this sure. game. But I think overall, you know, what I never forgot is that my association, my relationship with the fans, you yeah. know, all those years and how much fun we had, you know, and I got to share it with them. And I really felt like I did. And I yeah. never forgot that. And I, and I always enjoyed the fans. And I'd sit there and I'd sign every autograph that I could for every kid. Phenomenal. I knew, yeah, I knew how special that Phenomenal. was. And I never forgot that. And hey, just to continue and, and do a, you know, a lot of things for my community and, and give back to the kids uh, was just something I always wanted to do. And I always yeah. found time to do it at, at whatever pace that I could. What uh, ha so how did you know, the Randy Jones Foundation get its start? What was kind of the beginning? You know, I, I, <clears throat> I think it was just a, uh, 
I got with Kurt Gandy, and we started doing the Randy Jones Imitational Golf Tournament, helping okay. the charity, charity golf tournaments in San Diego. The only way you could come play in mine is you had to come come in first, second, or third in a charity event, scramble event in San Diego. I would have never made it. Yeah, but that's I'm how, a terrible golfer. That's the only way you get invited. We'll, we'll have a lot of fun on the course, but I'm not a golfer. <laughs> but, I mean, and, and you get to come to the Randy Jones and play a free round of golf. There you go. All we're saying is thank you for helping a charity here in San Diego. Sure. That was our concept. Yeah. And it took off, and it was just phenomenal. I got some great sponsors, and um, and we've been very, very successful running that in, in what we do. Yeah. And it makes making a difference for these charity events. Yeah. Um, and that's what it was all about. But in doing so, I, I just knew that there was more that we could probably do in the community, mm-hmm. and I'd always wanted to do it. And then, uh, and finally, you, you, you get a little bit older in years, and and I mentioned to Kurt one day, I was thinking about starting a foundation and maybe mm. doing, making a difference in some military kids' lives. Wasn't sure what we were going to do yet. This is the town for that, helping yes. out military families. Exactly. And the, and the Potteries introduced me to that as well every yeah. Sunday, our, our military days and how we gave back to the military yeah. all the time. Um, even a little gap, I'll cut back a little bit. Even for five years, I helped my sister's company. Yeah. And she did delis and bakeries and military commissaries. Wow, and that's the only Great. time. The only time I was really away from the game, I helped her. I traveled the world and got her new contracts on military bases. Fantastic! So I was running around all over the world yep. getting her new contracts, yep. doing baseball camps for the kids on the base, and and doing my thing. When, you know, that's sure. only what I knew how to do. Right. Probably right. a little golf with the commanding officer, if I, you know, yep. you know, yeah, all right, twist my arm. Right, right, you know right. Thing. Uh, but. I think overall, I learned a lot about the military kids and, and the families and, yeah. and how hard they work and what it means. And, and when I got to thinking about that, I said, let's try to make some differences in military kids' lives. So we started with, you know, trying to get maybe 30 military kids and families of, of um, uh, families that have somebody deployed. Yep. Let's get them to a ball game. Great. Let's say thank you. Just a great evening. You know, with me. Take your mind meet, off of things. That's right. Meet some of the players, have a little, you know, barbecue with me and enjoy a ball game. Yep. And so we started doing that once a month and got great support from the Pottery organization in helping me do that. Uh, then we started a fishing trip. I just kept Love thinking, maybe, I, hey, we all like to fish as a kid. Who does? How many of these military kids have never had the opportunity to catch a fish? Right. Right. And so I thought. And you, you remember know, your first time, that experience right. of fishing is magical. You never forget that. No. And so we, we started creating those for, for kids. And, yeah. and we'll do it again this year in September. We'll, we'll have a fishing trip for a lot of military kids. And, and that's where it kind of led to. And, yep. and I've always been, I'm, I'm always, I, I love win, win, win situations. Yeah. As long as everybody Explain wins. Explain that to our audience. You and I were well, chatting offline a little bit. You know, a lot of times you might get into a situation where you're going to do really good in this yep. scenario and he's going to do really good, but this guy's going to scuffle. Yep. And you got to yep. realize that before you start. There's because, an impact. Yeah, because after about a year, this guy over here don't want to play no more. Yeah. And then you, now you don't have a win-win-win. You yep. know, see, it's not going to work. It's, there's no right. longevity to it. Uh, that's why I think the Randy Jones Invitational works, because it's a win-win-win every yep. year. Everybody wins. There's something that they get from it, and that's, yep. that's was my goal. And, you know, the same thing about this is you, you got to you put yourself in those win-win-win situations, and that's yep. what I've always done. And then I, and I continue to do that now with everything that I do, um, and, and through the you know the foundation, I knew that's what I had to do. Yeah. Find out what what makes all that work. Right. And, what do people really need? That's right. And so, and using it's the military people, but we did a few golf clinics and we did the fishing trip down at the ballpark. 
Um, then finally, I, I ran into a young man that was a pretty good baseball player and high school kid. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to him and his dad, and, and he told me that he's probably going to have a problem making the high school team. Mm. And I said, why is that? And he right, said, well, I, we can't afford to play travel ball and, and do some of the things other kids are doing. Right. Keep so up. I'm not going to get a real opportunity. Yep. And they didn't set real well with Randy. You know? Right, so right. I said, we we got to do something about this. And this is where I created this whole idea. Not just baseball, but kids in high school, the military kids, they can't afford to do a lot of their stuff. They can't go to camp. They can't get better at soccer. Extracurriculars all cost money. That's right. You know, and they didn't have that money. So that's where the whole concept started for the Randy Jones Foundation. Yep. Wow. And, and, and what's and it like look like now? Like well, the scope? I think right now we we have about 15 to 19 kids basically in, in, under scholarship. Okay. And um, and what we try to do is we give them $5,000 a year. We'll give $5,000 to the family yep. um, to, to do those things, to get better at your sport. And I, I don't care if it's if it's karate, if it's soccer, softball, baseball, whatever it might be. Yep. What I'm doing is I'm helping military families and these kids be better better citizens yeah. in high school. Yeah. Now, if, if they continue in in being the old left, turn around a little laundry, I expect really good grades. Nothing wrong with that. Grades. You got to set expectations. Or, or, or I will take it away from you. Good. You know, when I explain yeah. this, I meet with every one of these kids and understand me. Yeah. You know, and I'm not kidding. Yeah. You got to pay to play. I'm the younger coach. Yeah, well, here I am. Right. But, you know, you got to have good grades. I'm, yep. I know, I'm not looking for followers. I'm looking for leaders in my community. Amen to that. Yeah, you want to follow. I, we, you know, I don't need that. I want you to lead. I yep. want you to, you know, set an example for the other kids. Sure. You know, and I will monitor what you do. Get better. Yep. And so, and I try to push them a little bit, where there'd be a phone call for me one night, and I start calling kids and find out just an update. How are you doing? Yep. You know, following up. And, and the kids have responded, you know, miraculously. They've done Good. a great job. I'm proud of every single one of them, and I really mean that. And whatever it might be, what I've seen is social esteem. I've seen confidence go mm. up. Uh, I, I know I've made a difference to that military family, covering those expenses so they can yep. get this help. They can go to a track camp and in Stan at Stanford and get better sure, and achieve something. And what I hope is by, by your senior year in high school, maybe you do get that college scholarship in your sport or whatever it might be. Wow. But more than that, I think in the last five years, it's grown even more than that and the impact I'm making on the kids and the families right here locally. Tremendous. I, I know it's making a big, big difference for these kids and that family. And I couldn't be more proud of my whole group and everything that we've done. And I just want to see it continue to grow. Sure. But I, I crawl before I walk and I walk before I run. I never get in a hurry. I just want to make sure I do it right. And that everything that we do is a win-win-win and everybody's being successful at it. And, and that way I know I get up in the morning, I look forward to doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I know, I know exactly what's happening. I mean, that sounds like great advice. Oh. You know, you got to crawl before you walk. you got to walk before you run. It's going to be a win-win-win. Yes. Folks, you know, those folks that are listening to this and watching this, you know, check out the RandyJonesFoundation.com. We'll have the website up on our website, you know, SDRiseUp.com. But go get involved. You know, participate. Maybe you want to contribute financially. Maybe you want to volunteer. You know, what are some ways that the Rise Up Network can support you guys? Well, I mean, then I mean, that's a whole thing. It's awareness of people that want to maybe give back to the community and in, in, in our cause. Yep. Yeah. Whether it be through the Invitational, we need tons of volunteers every single day that we do. And golf when is tournaments. that? When is the tournament? Well, January typically is. is our, we do ten days of golf tournaments, and we have scores okay. on every hole, and it's kind of a unique. 
It's yep. in there, but we need tons of volunteers. And we can always use volunteers for the foundation and different events that we do okay. as we create even more. I know we have come up, we have uh, military uh, closing uh, closing day at, at the racetrack, yep. you know, on the 2nd of September. Okay, it's I was unaware a, of that. It's going to be a military day in one of the— Okay. In, in, um, in, and well, you know, one of the, the foundations is mine, the Randy Jones Foundation, will, you know, get a contribution, you know, for this. But we're sure. inviting military to come out to the last day of, of the races. Yep. You know, enjoy the races. Then we're going to have a concert in the paddock afterwards that they're Great. invited to, to have a little music and some fun and yep. make it a festive day. It also, we're inviting, you know, corporate sponsors to come out with yep. us as well and raise some money for some multiple charity, you know, Yep. events but i think overall I'm, I'm excited about that and and I'm, it's great that the delmar racetrack is supporting our military yep. and, and to be um, a participant in that is is really really special but as we grow along we're going to hopefully get more corporate america of san diego involved with our military kids love it it's one of our goals yeah uh, but you know rise up any exposure that you get but anybody that you know wants to go online and, and, and get a hold of the foundation you know uh, whatever, whatever social media you know process you want, we're we're on every one of them. Great. And, and all you got to do is come out. That uh, any participation is always appreciated. It'll make a difference to a kid's life. Fantastic. There's no doubt. Fantastic, folks. I mean, you know, you want to check out the Randy Jones Foundation. See if you can volunteer, contribute, make a difference. You know, one last thing. You know, in parting, Randy, as I have you here with your, you know your experience, your life experience, as we're talking about servant leadership here on the Rise Up Network in our community. We have a really diverse group that listens and watches this program. What's some, you know, words of advice, you know, some parting words for our network that you would share with folks? You know, I, I think the most important thing, you know, to me is, you know, I love a couple of my life and it is, uh, you have fun. Yeah. A lot of people forget how to have fun. Yeah. I mean, you get involved, you work, you start locking yourself in, yeah. you know. And um, if if I have a new saying now, it's, it's made my older years, I'll call them that. Okay, <laughs> you know, like I always look at people. I go, if you're not having fun, it's your own fault. That's right. And it really is. Yeah, it's your own fault if you're not having fun. Take time to do that. Take time to laugh enjoy every your day. kids. And take time to enjoy your kids. And yep. the, yeah, and if you could laugh every day, that would be. Yeah. Not, it's not real, but I like your attitude. <laughs> all right, but I mean, you, I think that's the most important thing is. Yeah. If you can get up in the morning, and you and the good Lord's blessed you with a job where you look forward to your day, yeah. what you're going to be doing that day. Yep. And that's special, and most people that have that, that's not luck. You've earned that. Sure. You've earned that feeling, and I just encourage everybody out there, even the young ones, you go go earn that feeling. It feels good, yeah. But it's not easy. No, it's not easy. There's some put in the work. Involved. Yes, that's right. You know, like Ray Kroc told me one time, free enterprise will work if you will. And that I always that. That, that that sunk in my head many many years ago yep. when he told me that. Yep. Because that made sense to me. Yep. And it, it just, uh, you know, if you don't like hard work. You got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Life might be hard. Yes. You know. But I mean, well, that, that, if I say one thing, it, 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 everybody out there, you know, uh, with Rise Up is, you know, try to have fun every day. Yeah. You know, look at the positive side of things. It's so easy yeah. to get in the negative. Oh, sure. In, it's everywhere you turn if you look for it. You know, our world is looking a little bit more yeah. toward the negative, and we need to we need to turn this around and look at more of the positive things that we do in life. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here on Rise you Up. Batman, you are. Yeah. And so, Randy, thank you so congratulations much. Congratulations for that, my friend. 
Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Can I twist your arm to come back on in the future? I'd be happy to. I'd be honored. Fantastic. All right. Folks, thank you so much. Cy Young Award winner, Randy Jones, tremendous San Diegan, great pitcher, philanthropist, just such a treat to have him on. Thanks for all the love and support over the years. This is the Rise Up Network.